0: Was there anybody in your
1: family that had Parkinson's? No, no one in the family. At one time, this is a funny story. (laughs) You know, when I was a little kid, I remembered my grandfather, my dad's father being really shaky in the morning and my grandmother would bring him his coffee and he always spilled his coffee all over the place. And uh, we just thought that's how grandpa Jim was. And so, When I had that shaking stuff going on seven years ago, I said, well, I think our grandfather had Parkinson's. Well, (laughs) my grandfather was an alcoholic. Okay. So I knew that too, but it didn't occur to me that this was alcohol related. So this last summer, I reached out to my uncle and asked him, did Grandpa Jim have Parkinson's? And he said, he started laughing. He said, no, I think Grandpa Jim had a bad case of Kessler's. (laughs) 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 He said, I don't think it was Parkinson's. I think it was Kessler's.
0: I was thinking that well, that must be hard then, right? Because, like, how much can somebody who likes to prepare prepare if you don't have knowledge or experience with somebody close to you, like having that? And, like, have you known yeah. anybody with it before, or any sort of resource or group that could help yeah, you prepare? No,
1: I, I didn't. I don't know anybody. What I found out though was one of my very dear friends, one of my best friends, Sherry. When I was talking to her about it, she told me her dad had it. And um, so I was asking a lot of questions of her. And she was, you know, giving me a lot of information. And since then, in this great neighborhood that I live in, I find out also there's a support group for Parkinson's patient in my neighborhood. And we meet, and they meet once a month in our clubhouse. So I went to the meeting uh, in September and happened to go to the wrong meeting because they have a special meeting for the caregivers and then another one for the patient. So I d- ended up at the caregivers meeting and those people at that meeting were fabulous. So knowledgeable, you know, and so compassionate and kind and loving and, you know, Whatever you need, just call us, ask us, we'll, we'll help with anything. And they told me about some other resources and another support group that met in, in the town that I live in. Um, so I went to that and then I went to the October meeting with the actual patients there were about five people there. Again, the kindest, most loving, generous, compassionate people you ever want to meet, um, you know, for that one hour sitting with them, I was not afraid. That's good. Um, there's resources around me. There's also <laughs> about three miles from my house, maybe three and a half miles, there's a, a gym. It's called the therapy gym. And the lady there has a specific exercise program for Parkinson's patients. Wow. That's yes. awesome. And I don't know, um, there's a, a boxing program called, oh, I'm not going to remember it, Rock Steady. And it's for Parkinson's patient. It's boxing. And um, they have a program, that program there. And, you know, that's not available just in every, everywhere. Rock, right. Steady Bar- Rock Steady Boxing. And so, you know, I have this list of things I'm gonna do. Anybody get in that trap? Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. that's on my gonna list. Yeah. You know, gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna I was gonna call her a month ago. Um, so yeah, that's um, on my list of things to do, and and I'm hoping that even just still feeling sorry for myself. I don't know.
2: Have you? Have you seen a therapist for
1: anybody? Well. To... not to pride no no this it's fine um, I had a therapist that I had for years, and she retired on me. you know when you get to be our age yeah <laughs> uh your doctors start retiring, and it's not right because then you got I went to see a a gastroenterologist today and he looked like Dougie Hauser. <laughs>
0: I love Neil Patrick Harris. Shout out Neil Patrick Harris. I'm
1: telling you, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, this guy, nicest. You know, he's a kid. He's <laughs> <It's a kid. laughs> twelve. Yeah. But um, yeah, I had a therapist. She retired, and so um, I went to my company's um, employee assistance program, and they had a, a, a agreement with BetterHelp. I love Better so Health. I was able to get three sessions with a BetterHelp counselor. And that was fine, but you know, as well as I do, if you're doing therapy, you're not going to connect and really get down to what you need to get down to with a therapist in three sessions. It's just not going to happen. I did make some progress in um, some other areas that were not even related, um, which was good, but <clears throat> that's where it stopped and that's on my gonna list too just in case you just so you know it's on the gonna list i have a list
2: you have a list uh, i have a list too like um, I'm ga- like i'm gonna clean my office mm-hmm. and i'm gonna clean my room mm-hmm.
0: i have mm-hmm. to trick my brain so if i well, we all have a list we all have things that we're gonna do mm-hmm. if it's something that needs to happen right like i'm procrastinating on it i just have to jump into it like i almost have to like trick myself like this is an extreme example but like to do dishes i'll go in the kitchen and trick myself like i'm just gonna go get a snack and then like shift gears really quick and then just jump into the dishes like i can't (laughs) think about it i just have to like throw myself into it because i'll keep putting it off but I have a I have a friend who writes her to-do list on to do list onto little scraps of paper. She throws it into a mason jar. Every weekend she shakes it up, pulls it out, and she commits. Like this is the day I'm doing this thing. And I'm like, bless your heart. Like I don't, <laughs> that don't work for so me. So she but.
1: only does one thing. <laughs> <laughs> she sure does. But you know what? She checks it off her list. <laughs> but I'll tell you, yes. You know what is? I feel like I'm very productive. If I can scratch something off the list, sure. <laughs> So yeah, so no, I have not been able to follow up and get more therapy, but I definitely know I do need it. And I mean, this year, I mean, you just take the Parkinson's away. My mother is in a nursing home. I had to go through the process of cleaning her house out and selling her house. And I get a call from the realtor. We put the house on the market the middle of December. I said, it's not going to sell in the dead of winter in northern Michigan. <laughs> so we got some time. Go ahead and l- list it. The house sold in three days.
0: Wow.
1: Holy so <laughs> good real my term. mother had a house that she'd been living in for 40 years, and she never threw a thing away. Mm. House is 4,000, 5,000 square feet. Every inch, nook, and cranny in that house had something in it. So I get a call and the closing is January 23rd. So I had to put my little dog in the car, drive up to Northern Michigan in the middle of a snowstorm. And I went through that mess, three weeks of hell trying to get rid of everything and having everything work out. There was a snowstorm the day I was supposed to leave. And I said, I don't care. I got to get the hell out of Dodge. (laughs) I got to (laughs) get out of here. So... um, we got the cl- I got that all taken care of, and then I had to go through the wrath of my mother, telling me I had no right to sell her house, and she's going to sue me. Mm. And I said, "Okay, here, call your attorney, sue me. Mm-mm. You know, you had no right." Like, yeah, yeah, I did, but you know, I wasn't going to argue with her. Yeah, sue me. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, raise hell, raise hell. Every time I talk to her on the phone, she's screaming and yelling at me. How could I? How could any? Daughter, do that to her mother after all I've done for you. And, uh, but things got better because, yes, my mom found a boyfriend in the nursing home. Well, there you go. And I'm thanking God every day for Stu. We love you, Stu. Shout out to Stu. Shout out to <laughs> Stu. Love you, Stu. Yeah, so at least she laid off me for a while. Every now and then she'll bring it up, but she's not quite as hostile as she was. So I went through that. Then my son in June, I have a 34-year-old son who lives in Memphis, um, not married, um, just kind of still trying to figure out what he wants to do in life, and addicted. So my whole life I spent out where he is, what he's doing, When am I going to get the call? Blah, 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 blah. And I get the call June and he's had a terrible car accident. And, um, I heard so many stories before I got there, you know, everybody, it was just chaos. And, And by the time I got there, it turned out it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, was going to be, but he was in the hospital for a good six days. He had a fractured pelvis and, um, wasn't bad enough for surgery. They said he could probably heal on its own, but he would not be able to walk anyway for six weeks with a walker. So uh, that was my son's bottom. Hopefully, that's the last one because um, I'm happy to say that he has. He went into treatment in July, and he just got 123 days just this past week. 123 days clean and sober. That's awesome. He's in Fort Lauderdale. Um, too far away from me, but he is thriving. He is thriving. He spent the two months in the treatment. He's in a um, assisted living. <laughs> he's, he's in a sober living ho- house now and with several other recovering people. He got a job at a boat yard Uh, marine shops he's working on big boats um people bring their to get their boats worked on and he's doing that he loves it he's learning how to speak spanish because he thinks he needs to have it in south florida i'm like yeah probably because you do (laughs) and then he wants to he wants him to meet him a cute little latina girl nice to get Uh, married then i said well that'll that'll be a good place thing for you to know (laughs) yeah (laughs) So, yeah, I mean he is. He's thriving. I am i could not be happier. It's a miracle. Every day I just I still can't believe it. Um I've been you know, he's been struggling since he was in high school. And a constant thing and he's he said he was done. He said he was done and God I'm praying every day that it really that it really was that he really is done and the more I talk to him, the more I believe it. So, yeah. So yeah, I've had things to deal with. You know, I'm in that sandwich generation, right? You got your kids over here, you got your parents over here, and then uh, God has to drop the Parkinson's bomb on me too in the middle of all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder so, if that,
0: um, because you said stress makes the symptoms worse. Yeah. I wonder if that all just happened. You know, at the- at the right time?
1: You know, uh, I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, I mean, I was a little shaky, but I mean, it got bad there for a while before I got on the medicine. So yeah. And is the
2: medicine medicine helping a little bit?
1: It is helping. And I got to tell you another funny story about me because I'm so stubborn. (laughs) God, I'm stubborn.
2: So... (laughs) <laughs> week before never. last, never.
1: <laughs> week before last, I decided. Yeah, I don't think this medicine is doing anything for me.
0: <laughs> that denial coming back.
1: So, <laughs> so, I mean, this is craziness, and you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one that does this kind of stuff. You're not. So, it's I, I'm, I'm hoping that people are going to listen to this and relate because, um, uh, the stupid, crazy shit we do. So I'm Dr. Bridget, right? And I'm like, I'm I I'm, I'm going to just see. I'm going to stop taking the medicine and see if there's a difference because I really can't tell if there's a difference that maybe I don't need it. Um so I stopped taking the medicine <laughs> on a Thursday. And then I went out with my friend Sherry on the on the weekend and, <clears throat> and I've decided to uh tell her because, you know, when we're doing crazy shit like that. We don't typically want to tell anybody because we know we shouldn't be doing it, right? <laughs>
0: it's usually the first red flag.
1: <laughs> I don't want to tell someone. There's a reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I told her. And right then she's on her phone. She's grabbed her phone and she's Googling this medicine. You know, what What are the withdrawal symptoms of this medicine? And she's reading all this stuff and she's going, you need to start. taking." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I just thought I would give it a try. And it really, I did notice my symptoms getting worse, uh, but I didn't want to admit that. Um, (laughs) So, so, yeah. um, So that's another crazy trick I tried. Um, I was only off three days, though. So that's a long time, actually. Three days.
0: (laughs) days. I thought you were going to say like five hours later, I took it again or something. Oh,
2: no, that, so, that's not Bridget. No, she could go, go big and go I would have go gone home. longer.
1: I would have gone longer if yeah. I hadn't had dinner with her that night. <laughs> What's her name? Should we give her a shout-out? <laughs> shout-out Sherry.
0: Shout-out Sherry.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I got—I can't be unsupervised sometimes. I just can't. <laughs> I think that's all of us. <laughs> that is
2: every single one of us. Yeah. Um, you know, look at me. I went to... Um, Fort Lauderdale for my retirement party, Um, you know, came home. I had a big old gash on my forehead, big old gash in my knee.
0: Didn't wear the helmet.
2: Didn't wear the helmet. (laughs) Unsupervised. Okay. I broke my nose in New York City in a hotel room because I was so drunk. I like slipped and fell into the the windowsill. Now, if that had been like anybody else who wasn't gnome size, they wouldn't have broken their nose i on the other hand fell right in my nose is still broken i'm never going to get it fixed because that would require surgery so you know we we do we all do it right we all look on google listen i can breathe i can blow my nose it doesn't hurt anymore i'm fine Uh but you know i i think that we all go through our own medical stuff in our in our own ways right like for some of the stuff with me, I'm I'm never gonna accept it, right? I'll go through the I'll go through all five stages, but I'll never hit the acceptance part. And I th- I think it's just human nature, right? Because like as we get older, like fuck, I don't want to deal with getting hurt or anything. Because as we get older, it takes a lot longer for shit to heal.
1: hmm yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: And you know we have plans. Right? And I don't want anything to fuck up my plans. So, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I think that you're doing some some of the right stuff right now. Um, You know, I really think you should go to that gym. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and, and, like, as you're doing your, like, your to-do list, not telling Mm -hmm. you how to live your life, but maybe put that at the very top of the to-do list. Like, right next to, like, I need to feed myself. And then I need to call the gym. But, you know, you can call me back on Monday when you come back to the office and be like, yeah, I didn't do any of that shit you told me to do. So, um, yeah, I'm good with that.
1: Okay, so tomorrow's my other day off. It's still Friday, so I can get a hold of people during the week. I'm going to call the gym. I wrote wrote it down. And the second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to call the um, Center of Excellence because there's a lady there that told me to call her. She'd help me with some stuff
2: okay so can you like text me tomorrow and just let me know how you're doing with that
1: hold her so accountable to I, I,
2: I am the accountability police and actually like when I need to be held accountable for something I reach out to Derek Skittles <laughs> I reach out to Lisa the lesbian my wife like, I,
1: <laughs> listen man
2: I am the fucking worst procrastinator in the entire world the worst mm-hmm. I have been my entire life but if I need to be held accountable and like do shit. Reach out to your friends, man. Yeah. And you ha- and you have a community there. You're your lady friends?
1: I do. I, I, I am so blessed. I I hate to think where I would be right now if I were still living on the house on the hill. Yeah. In yeah. isolation. Total isolation.
2: Yeah, um, I would be your i I'd be your neighbor that wouldn't shut the fuck up. I'd just come over <laughs> every day and be like, Hey Bridget,
1: what you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah So um, I do have experience with acceptance But okay. it's very and, it, and, and as I look back It's very similar to what I'm doing The stuff I'm doing right now Like I'm 10 years sober From alcohol Congrats! And I got sober in 1995 The first time And Never really accepted that that I had a problem with alcohol, you know, especially hearing the stories and you go into AA and you hear, oh, oh, I went to jail. I lost my kids. I lost a job. I totaled my car, blah, 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 Ain't Hey, none of that stuff happened to me yet. I'm still up here, you know. Too bad for you down there, but I'm still <laughs> up here. So 12 years of that. Um, and I decided one day that psh, I'm going to drink again. So I did, and I guess I had some proving to do to myself. So for six years I drank and then decided to come back. In twenty thirteen I came back, um, got sober again. And um, you know, when I was so sober the first twelve years, it was it was denial, anger, bargaining. I went through all those steps, but I never got the the fifth one right never got to acceptance this is why I drank again mm. um today I know without a doubt that I'm an alcoholic and if I pick up a drink I'm off to the races again and it's not going to be pretty and especially now um I certainly don't need that on top of anything else so so I can look at that and say I got to acceptance on that yeah um so I can get to acceptance on this too I think, you, you know, can. it was um, I was really angry that I was an alcoholic. I, I was mad as hell. Why can't I have a drink? Yeah. You know, she can have a drink. He can have a drink. They can have drinks. I can't have a drink. Why? That's not fair. Um, And <laughs> and now it's so plain to me. Yes, they can have a drink. We don't drink one drink. You know, if I can't have all I want, I don't want any. Yeah. you know i got there i'm so grateful i got there I hate to think where i'd be right now if i hadn't but that that i have to remember that and um i, I tell you what got me there's the 12 steps and there's no reason why i can't use the 12 steps on this particular one too because right. i am totally powerless you are yeah. i am totally powerless yeah and it's making me insane
2: but you also hold some cards in your hands, right? Mm-hmm. So you have some things. You I need. have
1: the tools. Yes. You have
2: tools. I
1: have to pick them up. Yeah.
2: Right. You have to pick them up. And you have to hold yourself accountable. But if you can't hold yourself accountable, have your friends help you. Because that's what friends are for. And, like, if you have really good friends, they will hold you accountable. They will.
1: Like, yes.
2: Like, if you have a shitty friend, they probably will not help, help you be accountable. And they will let you you know, go out and do other things that you probably shouldn't be doing. But I know the other thing you do to help you is you do your art, and your art is beautiful. And I think that that also helps you clear your mind because you're a creative person a lot like Dirty Skittles is. If you're using your brain to kind of get out of your own, get out of your own head. So like with us, you know, it's shit that goes on in our heads. Okay, we all have a lot of shit going on in there. But if I'm sitting and focusing on something I really enjoy doing, like the podcast or, um, believe it or not, I like to crochet, if I sit and just focus on that, then all the other shit stops just for that little bit of time. And the same thing that happens when I go to the gym and I need to go back to the gym and I am holding myself accountable to that because I felt better. But like that time that I spent at the gym, that is one hour – that I'm either focusing on not falling off the fucking treadmill or dropping a weight mm-hmm. on my foot. Yeah. So I think just by doing your art, that gives you that outlet to do something that you that's going to make everything else stop for that moment because you have to focus while you're doing your art.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a, the best way for me to get out of my head is to do something creative like that. I know yeah. that. Um, however, I've come to the conclusion, you know, I have done this art. I have always done some form of fashion of some kind of creative stuff my whole life. I started to crochet when I was ten years old, so I get that. Yeah, um, I can't do it as much. I can't do it like I used to because of it. It hurts, and I think yeah. that's arthritis too. But, um, and so. I've always done art and people look at it and say, oh, you should sell that. You should sell that. You know, so then I get on this. I'm selling my art thing. And I did an art show this past weekend and it about killed me. You haul all the stuff in there. You set it all up. You sit there for four hours. People might buy some, but they, you know, it's not as successful as you wish it could have been. And then you got to haul all the shit back out, put it back <laughs> in your car. And, you know, I'm ashamed to say it's still in my car from Saturday. <laughs> I couldn't walk Sunday morning. Wow. And I said, this is insanity. It I'm is not sad. making this art to please anybody but me. Yeah. And this is not why I do it. So. Yeah. You do it for I, yourself. I'm. Trying to focus on the why. Why do I do this? Yeah. I'm not full, I'm not going to get rich doing it. Yeah. You know. That makes sense. So I had a switch. I had a mind switch on Sunday about why am I doing this? I certainly don't want to be schlepping stuff for shows all the time. And then, you know, you got to spend money to have the space. And then if you don't sell enough to even pay for your space, then what? You know, just I mean- a lot of work.
2: Maybe you need a pull boy.
1: I do. Yeah,
2: you just need a little pull. Just need a little pull boy. Yeah, to slap the shit from the house to the car, from the car into the space, you know? Uh huh. Right? Yeah. Are you laughing at me, Dirty Skittles? I am. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> I
0: am. I am. <laughs> because I'm a little takeaway. That was the yeah. takeaway for G just get, Just get a boy to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah that that problem with that though then i'd have to pay him and then (laughs) then what
2: well i I mean you you can look pitiful maybe they'll just do it out of the kindness of their heart but you you don't look pitiful so that ain't gonna happen (laughs) i mean i would do if i was there i'd do it for you but i'm not coming down there i I've, i've already i've already been to the south i'm not going back down
1: yeah it's exhausting yeah
2: so I think you should just keep doing stuff for yourself and, you know, look for, look for the good, for the good things you still have in your life. Right.
1: And I have, I have so much to be grateful for. Gratitude is another thing. I used to practice gratitude every day by writing down three things that I was grateful for and sending it to my AA sponsor. I quit doing that. I need to do that again. Maybe I can do that with you dirty skittles yeah Oh not dear yeah you too you and g-rex i'm, I'm here send them that here. Uh, send you that list of three things just three every day three things and, you know, i can come up with three things a day
2: that's mm-hmm. helpful for all of us right is like three things that we're grateful for every day right yeah it's not that hard it's just like they say if you do something for thirty days, it becomes a habit, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's start day one and see what happens. If we can make thirty days, then it becomes a habit, right? And being grateful for what we have at the t- at that very moment that can help us kind of you know reflect on some of the other shit that we're not really grateful for, but we have to deal with.
1: Yeah, I mean, I you forget. So if I'm not in the habit of doing this every day, I forget. Yeah, right. to be grateful. I don't even think about it. Yeah. Um, I'm focusing on the shit, right? I'm not focusing on what's good. And 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 tonight, I'm really feeling grateful for the yeah. things that I can do, the friends that I do have, the security, somewhat security that I have, and that that I can really retire officially yeah. in February.
2: And like yeah. I, I I'm grateful for you, right? That you wanted to come and share your story because. I think that your journey will help our listeners, you know, understand that yeah, we may have some really shitty shit shit going on in our lives.
0: Uh-huh. But uh-huh.
2: you know, count on your community, count on your friends, count on count on your family. Um and if you can't count on those, there's you know, support groups out there, there's other people that can help you get through the like shittiest day in your life. Yeah. And I, I, I'm thankful for your voice, right? because you're voicing concerns that you know, people our age, during skills, you're way younger than both of us are. <laughs> but it, there will come a time when you will like feel like we do. That at our age, community is everything. Um, yeah. You know, there are, we're getting to a, to an age where things get a, a little bit more scarier when shit goes wrong. huh. Because, yeah. you know, you, you look at your own mortality, you look at um you see people around you dying or getting really sick and it makes you really think hard about am i living for that moment or am i still focusing on what's in the future and so for me i've chosen to live for the moment yeah and if if liz taught us anything that's what she did too she lived for the moment and right I I go back and I reflect on that episode a lot. I've, I listened to her episode today because I I needed a good reminder of what do we what do we do for ourselves every day that are going to make us happy even when we're having a crappy day.
1: Yeah, and it could be just writing those three da- things down, right? Yeah, writing simple. As simple as writing those three three things down. Um, I used to journal a lot. I don't do that anymore. You know. I feel like, like when you asked me to do this podcast, I'm thinking, I don't have anything positive to say right now. <laughs> I'm kind of in a <laughs> shitty place. I don't have anything to say, like, oh, yeah, I got this Parkinson's thing and I'm doing this, this, and this. And I, you know, I'm in acceptance and all. you know, ask me again in three years to, to do it again. But
0: <laughs> right I now. Was- I was actually thinking that like we I don't I don't think so this is life right yeah this is your life and it life isn't always going to be happy so even though I can't personally relate right to your diagnosis just hearing your story and you sharing that where you currently are and what you're battling with I can relate to that and I know other people will be able to too Our diagnoses are just different. So I think this is actually really important for everybody to understand that it's not always going to be a happy, funny story. And being vulnerable and opening up and sharing your experience so that somebody else can hear it and know that they're not alone is what it's about.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and like in a year, I want to hear back. I want to see where you're at. Yeah. see if you if you've gotten to that acceptance and if you haven't that's okay too mm-hmm. but you know maybe starting some new habits you know we're going to do this gratitude thing in the morning you're yeah. going to get three grad three things i'm grateful for
0: yeah, yeah. let's commit 30-day gratitude challenge
1: yeah i'm down i could do that
0: well thank you bridget i appreciate your story i appreciate you being vulnerable and opening up with us so thank you
1: thank you, you well? too I really appreciate You're welcome. you. Thank you, guys. Um, you really got me to thinking about everything and how I do need to focus more on my self care because that's going to help me to get to acceptance.
0: It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone.